For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline.ag will take care of all of your gambling needs all NFL season long. What you do, head over to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now. You'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen reacting to the Steelers. 37 to 30 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals in week 11 of the 2022 NFL season. Steelers now fall to three and seven. The Bengals at six and four. And I thought it was a tale of two halves. Kenny Pickett for as well as he played in the first half and the Steelers had a lead 20 to 17 at halftime. Did not play well in the second half. And I don't care what the final stats show. It came up in mop-up duty considering the Bengals at the end of the game are up two scores. They're playing soft zone coverage, allowing everything underneath, and the Steelers simply ran out of time in this one. Now, I had this right and that the Steelers, I thought, needed to stop Joe Mixon. I just had the wrong player. It was his teammate, fellow running back, Samaj P. Ryan, scoring three touchdowns out of the backfield on four receptions. The Steelers could not stop P. Ryan in coverage, and time and time and time again, he gashed the Steelers in the flats. That was something I noticed where it was just like, all right, fool me once, but then it happens again and again and again. Uh, P. Ryan getting into the end zone three times today for the Bengals. Now, Joe Burrow, I think, played about as well of a game as he could have, considering in the first game he got sacked seven times, and the Bengals in the week one game when the Steelers went in overtime in Cincinnati. Steelers turned the Bengals over five times in that one. Now, the two interceptions Burrow threw today, I really don't think were his fault. Robert Spillane tipping a pass, and it leads to a Levi Wallace interception in the first half. And then in the second half, TJ Watt making a play at the line of scrimmage. That was one of the best interceptions you will ever see. And it was very reminiscent of a similar interception he had against Burrow in week one. So you see what a game breaker TJ Watt is yet again. And the Steelers aren't able to capitalize. They only get a field goal after TJ Watt flips the field. That was a huge play. And how about the Steelers defense gets a three and out. 
deep in the Bengals territory. And the Steelers then go three and out on the next position in that third and 25 play where the Steelers ran a draw. They get the ball to the Bengals 47 and they're forced to punt. To me, that was really the game right there because the Steelers defense comes out hot. They, they get good field position and the offense wasn't able to take advantage. Now, again, Pickett, I thought, played extremely well in the first half, and the Steelers had the lead going into halftime. I don't care what the final stats show, because on that final Steelers offensive drive, Steelers able to get a lot of yardage in garbage time where the Bengals are playing a soft zone coverage, not allowing anything to get beat deep, considering the Bengals at that point had a two-possession game. So that, to me, I thought Najee Harris played pretty well, again, in back-to-back weeks. Hey, we saw Air Najee again, jumping through the air, scoring touchdowns. He had 90 yards on the ground for the Steelers on 20 carries, two touchdowns for Najee. I thought he played well again. Uh, Jalen Warren left this game with with uh, an injury. Miles Boykin, Mason Cole also left the games with injuries. We'll see on that severity. Uh, I think George Pickens played well in this game for the Steelers. He had four catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Had a drop at the end of the game. Now, it probably wouldn't have mattered because the Steelers didn't recover the onside kick anyways. And I think maybe he was frustrated dropping what should have been his second touchdown pass of the game. He got behind the Bengals secondary. And on that onside kick, I'm really not sure what he's doing. I'm all for playing physical, trying to make a play, trying to get the ball back and muster a comeback. But that was just a stupid play. I would not be surprised if he is fined this week. And he was flagged for unnecessary roughness, and he got ejected from the game. Just a stupid play. I know that he's probably frustrated, and the Steelers weren't going to get the ball back with no timeouts left, and the Bengals need it twice, and they win in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh at Acrisure Stadium. So I really don't know what he was doing there. I want to go back to Burrow for really quickly. Uh, the two interceptions, again, I don't think were his fault at all. I just think they were great plays by the Steelers in Spillane tipping the the pass on a stunt and leading to Levi Wallace's interception shows you what pressure can do when you get pressure up front. And other than those two picks, I think Burrow played extremely well. Remember, Jamar Chase wasn't playing today, his number one target. T. Higgins, the Steelers could not stop. Higgins had nine catches for 148 yards this afternoon. And Burrow has only thrown interceptions against the AFC North this year. No other interceptions in the six games outside of the division this year. So I think Burrow is the third fastest player to 10,000 yards ever. He played extremely well today. And they the Steelers just couldn't, they couldn't stop it. They just could not stop it. And I know the defense has been vaunted, but 37 points, it's like for once the offense actually kind of held up its end of the bargain. Now I say that considering the Steelers' offense did not play well in the second half. I know it shows 10 points on the scoreboard, but it was really like three because, again, a garbage-time touchdown that really isn't going to matter. And even if the Steelers get the ball after the onside kick, you've got to go the length of the field to score a touchdown with no timeouts left and less than a minute left in the game. Even if the Steelers get the onside kick, they are still facing an uphill battle, considering they had no timeouts either. Again, TJ Watt, the TJ Watt effect is incredible. The Steelers have nine sacks against the Bengals in the two games against Cincinnati this season. Only 10 total sacks against other teams that they've played. So that shows you the TJ Watt effect. Again, only getting three points after the TJ Watt interception when he flips the field. And then the three and out in the fourth quarter. And the defense comes out on fire. The fans are going nuts at Acrisure Stadium. They're playing Renegade. 
And the Steelers go three and out in that third and 25 because of two penalties. And you run a draw play to Najee Harris and the fans weren't happy in the drive stalls at the Cincinnati 47. You've got to take advantage. You at least have to get three points there. Point blank period. You have to get three points there at least. And the Steelers drive stalled there. And that's just what I saw. Uh, Matthew Wright, I was very critical of him a week ago when he missed two field goals against the Saints. Matthew Wright went three of three on his field goals today. I thought he did a nice job redeeming himself. One thing I noticed, too, is that the weather in Pittsburgh today, none of the kickoffs were getting to the end zone. Shows you how cold it was in Pittsburgh today. It's that time of year now that we're into late November. And the field is all ripped up, too. For Matt Wright to Matthew Wright to make all three of his field goals, you know, I tip my cap because I was very critical of him a week ago, and hopefully he can continue to play well in Chris Boswell's absence. Chris Boswell, remember, not playing because he ha- uh, he has a groin injury. Now, Evan McPherson making a 54-yard field goal in those conditions today is absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm talking about the Bengals kicker there, 50-yard field goal, uh, 54-yard field goal in Pittsburgh in. Late November, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the other team. A 54-yarder from McPherson, extremely, extremely impressive. But again, I just felt like other than that final drive where the Steelers, their stats looked better than, than they actually were. This was a tale of two halves to me. Now, I was ready to compare the first half stats to the second half stats, but Steelers able to move the ball a little bit to cut it to a one-score game. I like that they kept fighting, but it was too little too late at that point. It was too little too late at that point. And I can't help but wonder how much different is this game if Jamar Chase is playing for the Cincinnati Bengals today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I can't help but wonder that. If Jamar Chase suits up for Cincinnati today, are you talking about an even bigger deficit? And look, I know that going into the year, if you're a Steelers fan, you'd probably say, hey, we're splitting the season series with the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl a year ago. That's pretty good. But each season isn't the same. And I thought the Steelers had an opportunity to win today. I really did. And just how poorly they played in the second half to where you could only muster three points. Where were the adjustments to the adjustments? And now I'm going to go into Monday morning quarterbacking here. But it was extremely frustrating. It was extremely frustrating. I hope that Jalen Warren isn't out too long. Again, he left the game uh, along with Miles Boykin and then the starting center, Mason Cole. We'll see how long Jalen Warren misses, if any. He had a hamstring injury. Boykin had an oblique injury. Uh, Mason Cole, let me check on that right now. Uh, as I pull that up on my computer here, he had a foot injury. So J.C. Hausenauer came in. I know that Benny Snell got some snaps on the offensive side of the ball. He's really been kind of relegated to a special teams role for the Steelers, but I, that's something I noticed where – Boykin and Warren were out, so we'll see what the extent, what the severity of their injuries were. But Warren's been very good in complimenting Najee Harris this season in 
the, the opportunities Jalen Warren has had for an undrafted rookie this season, he's carved out a niche and a role for himself in this offense. I'm going to see that keep, I'm going to see that continue. I really want to see that continue with Jalen Warren in this offense, but hopefully he's okay. Like seeing Najee uh, again, flying through the air, that first touchdown. I mean, the second one too, to where it's like, you know, you don't see for a lack of fight from Najee's in 20 carries, 90 yards out of the backfield for Najee Harris today. And uh, if Pickens catches that touchdown pass, his final numbers look even better than they were starting to get George Pickens more and more involved. It's the reason why my co-host Ike Taylor calls George Pickens the alien because he's a special, special talent. Like to see him hang on and catch the ball and not get frustrated at the end. That's just discipline. He'll get better at that as he gets more and more mature in this league. He's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. And that's the same thing I would say with Kenny Pickett. For people out there that said, oh, well, Kenny Pickett, he's the problem today. Yeah, Kenny Pickett missed passes today. Part of the growing pains of having a rookie quarterback and playing a rookie quarterback. All your growth is not going to be linear for a young quarterback in this league. I do think the opportunity was on the table to beat Cincinnati today. I really do. And I don't think the Steelers took advantage. I, I, I really don't. I, I thought it, at one point, it's like, all right, here we go. I'm going to flip the switch and it's and it's going to go. And it just, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Pat Fryermuth, they catches 79 yards. Uh, there were several of them on that final drive. Uh, Najee Harris had four catches out of the backfield as well, 26 yards. So Najee has more than 100 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns as well. Uh, Pickens had that touchdown catch too in the first half. Man, this offense in the first half, it was like, whoa, might be able to withstand a shootout with uh, Joe Burrow. A uh, little bit of wishful thinking there. A little bit of wishful thinking there. The offense in the second half. Again, 10 on the scoreboard is really like three because late in the game, Cincinnati's coverage, they're playing a soft zone. They're letting everything go and keep everything in front of them. That's what the defense is, is instructed to do late in the game when time is of the essence. Time is was the Steelers' enemy late in that game. But it was that sequence where you only get three from TJ Watts' interception. You get a three and out. Fans are going nuts. They play renegade. You get the punt. Your offense goes three and out, and your drive stalls at the Cincinnati 47. You punt it back, and you had the field position right then and there. That's, to me, where this game was lost today. And you got to be better. Back-to-back penalties. I know the fans were frustrated on the third and 25 call and saying throw the ball, but third down and 25, what are you supposed to do there? Just chuck it up to George Pickens and hope for the best, hope for a pass interference penalty? It's wishful thinking, in all honesty. It's it's wishful thinking to think that you would have had success on third and 25. And it's where Kenny Pickett's got to get better at. And even late in the game on that final drive where the Steelers scored, that catch Gunnar Oshreski had, right, uh, where he nearly scored and got down by the one, set up Najee Harris' second touchdown of the game. That pass should have been intercepted. That pass should have been intercepted. I mean, no question about it. No question about it. Um Man, it, the opportunity was there today, and that's what makes this all the more frustrating. So the Steelers, three and seven, looks like they're going to get a better draft pick. And if they lose two more, the Steelers uh, it will be Mike Tomlin's first losing season in his 16-year career coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Chicago Bears also lost their third consecutive game since trading for Chase Claypool, meaning if the season ended today right now, the Bears would have like the second pick in the draft, maybe the third pick. It'd be a top five pick. And the Steelers, they have the 33rd pick in the draft in addition to their own number one after the trade with the Bears. So the Steelers 
get better and better draft picks. They're going to have three picks within the top 50, it looks like right now. We'll see how low those picks go. And I'm not saying that the Steelers should tank. You don't want to foster a losing culture, but you got to restock the cupboard today. One thing I noticed with Pickett as well, and he was only sacked twice, but the two tackles could not block the Cincinnati Bengals at rushers. Pickett was run for his life many times in today's game. And the two edge rushers uh, for the Bengals, uh, Trey Hendrickson, one of them. Um, I need to look up who the other one is. But to me, just looking off the edge, Steelers couldn't hang their, their tackles. Steelers tackles couldn't hang in this one. There's a lot of things that you could go cornerback to upgrade. You could obviously upgrade the offensive line. I do think the Steelers have been running the ball better since the bye week. Um, but they only finished today. Steelers had more than 200 yards rushing today. Najee had 90, which is great. Only 102 rushing yards. Now, at half, at half of this game, the Steelers had 71 rushing yards at halftime. So that just goes to show you, it's like tale of two halves. That that stat, if I could show you two stats, because the once the Steelers are facing a deficit, you have to abandon the run game because you don't have you don't have time of possession. You don't have the clock to work with. The time time's your enemy at that point. The opportunity was there today. Steelers now two and one since the Pigeons were there. I saw the Pigeons pregame and I'm like, oh man, here we go. Steelers got this. The Pigeons are here and they're going to protect home field at Acrisure Stadium. Didn't happen. It did not happen. Uh, I would have loved to say 3-0 and and then let's just bring the Pigeons everywhere. Uh, that seems to be over. And that was fun with the fans. We had fun with that uh, last week when the Pigeons show up. The Steelers typically win. That did not happen today. But couldn't stop P. Ryan out of the backfield. Again, Joe Burrow, he's as good as there is in this league. There's a reason why he took this team to the Super Bowl a year ago, and he's going to get paid when the Bengals need to come to terms and Burrow's rookie contract is up. He is going to get paid. He's as good as there is as a quarterback in this league. Call him demeanor, too. Sacked twice, and like even on that TJ Watt interception, it's like, how the heck did TJ Watt make this play again? And. He's a game wrecker. TJ Watt, that play kept the Steelers in this game today. But Joe Burrow, even without Jamar Chase, still a scary, scary dude. And other than those two interceptions, which I don't think were his fault, it's just great play by the Steelers' defense, I think Burrow played about as well as he could have today. You look at the final stats for Burrow. 24-39, 355 yards, four touchdowns, two picks, two sacks. Gave his team an opportunity to win. And P. Ryan out of the backfield for whatever reason, the Steelers couldn't stop him. I had it right that the Steelers needed to stop a Bengals running back. I just had the wrong one. I said Joe Mixon. Mixon let the game with the concussion. We'll see about the extent of his injury. And the Bengals are going to try to repeat what they did a year ago, where they're essentially in the same spot. And they finished the regular season, I believe it was 10-7 and seven last year, and they went on their Super Bowl run. So we'll see if they can do the same thing here moving forward. Now, in week 12, Steelers are going to be on Monday night football against the Indianapolis Colts. Bengals are going to be at the Titans in week 12. Steelers are going to have to stop Jonathan Taylor. It's pretty simple, and we saw the physicality that the Colts played with today. Very nearly upset the Philadelphia Eagles, mind you. With Jeff Saturday as the interim there, you know what they're going to do. They're going to try to pound the rock, play stop defense, and play ball control football, time of possession. We're going to beat you up at the line of scrimmage. 
That's the recipe. It's not flashy in 2022, but that's the recipe. And the Colts nearly knocked off the Eagles today. It was a very close game. Nearly knocked off the Eagles today. It's a one-point game. It's a one-point game. Now, I know Indy was at home. We'll see. But Monday Night Football in prime time. It'll be interesting to see what kind of Steelers offense shows up. I am seeing a little bit of a progression. Hasn't been as quickly as I'd hoped with the Steelers offense. And I'm going to say this too. I st- I don't think it's enough to save Matt Canada's job. I really don't because the opportunity was there today. And you see 37 points and it's like, oh, well, this one's on the defense. The offense played, they played lousy in the second half. And I'm trying to be polite here, but that's just the truth. That's just the truth. If any of you have any other comments, your observations from the game, please please leave them in the comments. I would love to hear from you. Again, my name is Mark Bergen. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Ike Taylor and I are going to be back later this week to preview the Steelers. Week 12 matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. Monday night football. We'll see. Jonathan Taylor versus Najee Harris. There you go. That's really going to be the key to the game is which running game is more effective. But we'll have a full breakdown of that. Um, again, Ike and I will be back later this week to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So keep it here on the Believe in Steelers show. I hope all of you have a great rest of your weekends and a great start to your Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners and viewers out there as well. Again, my name is Mark Bergen. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch. I'll see you next time. Till then, take care. So long, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.